What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Birdie here. In this episode, we're going to talk about revenue growth. We all want to grow revenue. It's one of the main objectives every business has. We use social media to get more visibility. We create content. We're doing outreach. But one of the KPIs that almost every business has is revenue growth. It is the way that we measure success. But there are a lot of ways that revenue growth can go astray from overspending to income streams drying up. How do we achieve revenue growth through effective marketing? We're going to talk about that in this episode. Our guest who joins us today, he is the founder of Tulip Media Group, a company that helps other companies fuel their revenue growth. A lot of clients come to him when they feel stuck with their revenue and they need that extra boost and they need to figure out what can we do to improve our marketing and results. Our guest is also an international best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and strategic advisor. Our guest who joins us in this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than Andy Biting. Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. I don't think I've ever had such an enthusiastic welcome. I appreciate that. Andy, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And I mentioned it in the intro earlier, but it's worth repeating. Revenue, that is the KPI. That is the thing so many people focus on. But you hear about all of these different marketing strategies and tactics and the whole idea of the shiny object where we go in so many different directions, but not see what we're looking for. So we were talking a little bit about this before we hopped on to Breakthrough Success and doing our interview. And you mentioned an integrated content strategy. I'm wondering if you could share with us how this strategy can help us with growing revenue, because I know it's something you do for your clients. Yeah. Yeah, Mark. So we, uh, you know, so many people go at digital marketing and like I, like I mentioned, the way I put it is that they know enough to be dangerous, which means that they know they have to do digital marketing. They, don't, they know they have to do content marketing, but they're not exactly, they may not quite understand how to do it correctly. Uh, and we've seen client partners that, you know, wasted tens of thousands of dollars a month on PPC marketing that has a really poor strategy and Google doesn't recognize and therefore, you know, they're just wasting money, throwing good money out after bad. So an integrated approach to marketing is looking at the whole the whole business growth engine as one larger engine, one larger strategy. And the way we like to put it is that, you know, when it comes to any, any organization, quite often you have a marketing department or you have your marketing specialists, and then you have your salespeople and your sales department. And they operate in two different silos. And what we like to say, you know, at the end of the day, a business needs a business development strategy. It encompasses marketing and it encompasses sales. And, you know, we kind of coined the term smarketing to incorporate all of that. And it means that when you're, when you're, when you're approaching your business development strategy, it needs to be a fully integrated strategy that encompasses different components of marketing, whether it be content marketing, pay-per-click advertising, you know, conversions. How do you get people to convert on your website? And then when your salespeople are talking with them, how are they convert conversing with your potential clients or customers? It needs to be fully integrated for it to work. And it can't be done in different silos. So if somebody's not looking at 
the business strategy first, then developing the business development strategy secondly, and then integrating all of those parts together. You know, you you I won't say it's bound to fail because it doesn't always fail, but it will. You're not going to optimize your return on investment without doing that. I, I want to jump in here a little bit. The business development uh, versus business strategy. Uh, I feel like some listeners and people may see those as similar things, but you describe them as different. I'm wondering if uh, you could share with us the distinction between those two. Sure. Absolutely. Because I'm very passionate about this. You know, it's uh, it, it's interesting. And I've written a number of articles on this is that a good marketing or a good business development strategy needs to start with a good foundational business strategy. And what I mean by that, I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, Tula Media does marketing and we, you know, we do marketing for numerous client partners all over North America, but it, you know, one thing that is an interesting vantage point that we have is that I grew like in the last 14 years or so, I'm also a certified scaling up business coach. So I, talk with a lot of companies about business strategy. And when we cut, when it comes to your growth strategy, your, your, your marketing and sales and, and business development strategy, I always start every conversation with a new client partner is, okay, tell me about your business. Where do you want your business to go in the next three to five years? You know, what are the strategic chess moves and the strategic, you know, um, thrusts that you're going to be, you want to initiate in your business over the next five years, because as a, you know, if I'm talking with an entrepreneur, if they want to exit their business in five years, it's a very different strategy. If they want to grow, if they want to double their sales, that's a different business strategy. If they want to just streamline and, you know, make their whole operation much more cost-effective, that's a business, a different business strategy again. So you need to understand where you want your business to go in the next three to five years, what are those strategic chess moves you you want to make inside your business? And then you can build your marketing and your sales and your business development strategy to support that. But so many people talk about, okay, we're going to talk about growing sales and let's, let's grow sales. But maybe that's not, you know, growing sales. You need to define what that, what that means. Cause Maybe that's not what my business needs right now. Maybe I don't need more sales from my existing clients, for instance. Maybe, you know, my business strategy is I want to break into a new market. That's a different business development strategy. If I want to grow from the East Coast and I want to break into the West Coast market, that's a different business strategy that requires a different business development or sales or sales and marketing strategy. So that's what I mean by that. You've got to know where you want to take the organization first, and then the, your growth strategy needs to support that. And you hit on a few great points, but one of the ones I want to emphasize is the word grow. Grow, it's good. We want to grow. We want to get clients. We want to do all the great things. But when people focus on the word growth and they don't fix the foundation, as Andy mentioned, you get into this scenario where you are throwing money at ads and you're wondering why they're not working. And it's easy in those instances to say Facebook and Google ads don't work. We all know they work because you see, you just have to read a single case study from somebody and you know they work. 
but you have to, as Andy mentioned, get the business development strategy and the business strategy. I've never heard it uh, described like that, those two being different things, but being able to have those strategies in place, know where you're going three to five years is going to make a big difference. I think content is always a vital part of uh building the customer journey and getting sales. I'm wondering where you fit content creation, because I know you mentioned the PPC ads already, but when it comes to content, what's your take on that? Again, it comes back to the strategy. So uh, for most businesses, I think content is very important, uh, but it, it differs on what your business does and the strategy that you want to employ. So I'll give you an example. Um, you know, if you're, if you have a consulting firm and you are any kind of professional services firm, content is going to be very important because it's very important for you to be seen as the, you know, the leading expert or the authority in your marketplace. So content is going to be really, really, really key. But if you are a company that sells widgets, you know, on uh, e-commerce widgets online and your average sale, you know, we, we worked with a, um, consulted with a client one time that their average sale was $14 and they needed a lot of, uh, actually we have a client right now whose average sale is about $30 a year, very small amounts, right. But very large volume of clients. So all e-commerce, all automated. So for them, and they're in the mobile gaming app business. So for them, content is probably a little bit less important as far as writing blogs, you know, that, that's not going to help them out. What they need is they need to get their cause of acquisition down through Facebook ads or Instagram ads as the two main areas that we're focusing on. You know, they need to get their cost of acquisition down where the math works, where they can bring in a, a, a new user for you know two dollars or three dollars and that user will stay on and will either through ad generation or in-app purchases will will spend or they'll they'll you know gain ten dollars to thirty dollars if it's in-app purchases per year so in that case you know and a really effective pay-per-click advertising campaign that focuses on high volume low cost along with some content as far as social media engagement, because they're doing content on TikTok and doing ads on Facebook and Instagram. And it seems to be working. So that's where that that's an example of where content, yeah, there is some content, but it's not the traditional what we think. But a lot of most other companies, I, I do believe content is a huge influencer and it's a huge game changer for clients or for companies that want to establish themselves as an authority in their marketplace. They want to be taken seriously. They want to, it's important for their, they're relying on their website to convert leads, you know, to grow their business. Absolutely. Content's going to be very, very key there. I mean, I'm on the belief that content is important for every business, but I, Andy hits a great point where content has a higher priority for some business models versus others. So a mobile app, the content's not going to be as important as if you are an author. If you're an author, your whole business 
revolves around producing content. So it's interesting that dynamic and understanding what content is supposed to do for your business. Yeah. And, and you look at another example as a, you know, let's say your whole business model is selling widgets on Amazon. You know, you're never going to get people on your website. So content just looks different. It's a different strategy. And again, that comes back to, you know, what is your business strategy? And it's not a one size fits all when it comes to business growth and, and digital marketing. I mean, a lot of it comes back to the business strategy. That seems like the foundation. And when grow seems to be the direction we all want to take, it can be fixing a strategy that makes a difference. For someone who is struggling to get sales or feel like their revenue is flat, what advice would you give to someone for going back into the business development strategy and the business strategy and making appropriate fixes? Great question. So first of all, you know, I was, uh, I'll give you an example of a, a client partner we just started working with last week. And uh, about a month ago or so, a few weeks ago, I was chatting with them and talking about their business strategy and they wanted to grow. They've been flat for the last few years and they're, they're looking at, okay, they have a salesperson that, who's retiring and they want to hire another salesperson to replace that person. Okay, great. But they want to kickstart something to get more sales coming in. There's more other salespeople in the organization, but one, one happens to be retiring. So he's, he's saying, you know, should I reinvest in another salesperson or do something different with that, with that budget? And, you know, one thing that uh, one comment that I had is that, you know, well, wh where do you want the business to go again? You know, what's your business strategy? And if you, if you hire another salesperson, you're probably going to get the same results you've had for the last eight, 10 years that you've been doing this strategy, it's not going to change a whole lot. So if you want to change things up, if you want to get different results, you have to do a different activities. And it's as simple as that. So, you know, with that, in that case, for instance, uh, they had uh, uh, three salespeople, four salespeople, but uh, one was going to retire or is going to be retiring. And they have three others. I said, what if you... In, in, in their line of business, very specialty, B2B, you know, it, it could, it, it, you know, we could paint a clear line of how, you know, they could actually achieve results online. And we said, what if you took that budget and even just a portion of that budget and put it into digital marketing where you can, you know, we can revamp your website to optimize for conversion so that when people land on your website, they're going to take your call to action. So we'll do that. And there's a scientific way of doing that. And certain websites are good at it. Others are very, very poor at it. I'd say most are very poor at it, but there is a way to do that very effectively. So let's optimize your website for conversions. Let's then go upstream and look at, okay, how are we going to get people onto your website? Let's, let's do you know, content marketing. Let's do great content that is keyword optimized. Again, content, you know, people, and, and you know, this already, if you just write articles, that's great. But I love your, your, when you mentioned, you know, you need data to drive what you write about, you know, you've got to learn how Google operates. <laughs> Whole idea for creating content is so that you, you rank higher in search engine, you know, search engines. And if you understand how Google operates, you can do a few tweaks and make 
create articles that actually really drive a lot of traffic to your website. So let's, let's do that. Let's put that strategy together for your industry and in your marketplace. And then also let's take those key, that keyword strategy and let's experiment with some pay-per-click advertising because pay-per-click people often discount it because they've tried it and it didn't work. But we've seen so many <laughs> clients that we've worked with over the years have tried it and we go in and often what we do is we slash the PPC budget because what we do is we have one client in Minnesota, we slashed her PPC budget by 80%, but we made it so much more effective. They, we brought in over five times in the first month or five times the traffic to their website with 20% of the PPC budget because we made it effective. They knew enough to be dangerous, right? They knew enough how to run PPC campaigns but they didn't know how Google operated and they don't understand the, you know, the inner workings of Google and how to make those ads effective. So with this new client, we're doing a PPC campaign. We're doing content marketing where to get people onto the website, we're optimizing the website so that it converts and then feeds leads into the other three salespeople. Whereas before they did all dial for dollars. That was their model. And it's, extremely expensive to do that. So instead of investing in another salesperson, invest in marketing to make your three existing salespeople that much more effective. And, you know, it, it we've seen it work just so many times when, when it, when it's done correctly. For all the writers who are listening, uh, the research part is very important. That's for anybody, but for writers, when you write a book, you create an outline before you write that book. You don't go into blank page one and hope you come up with the ideas and you luck out and finish a book. The keyword research is that same concept. It's yeah. the research that you do to increase the likelihood of achieving success on Google and achieving success with your ads. If you are not doing the keyword research, it's like going into a book, into a training course, into any project without creating the outline. Andy, I'm wondering if you could share with us some of what goes into your keyword research, just so that people have an idea of what to do. So what we do is the first thing we'll do with, uh, with a client partner, and I'll give you a really great example of exactly what you just, uh, the, the drive home the point that you just made. Uh, but what we'll do is we will find out from the from the company, okay, give us the two or three competitors that you run up against most often. Like who is eating your breakfast? And then give us a couple of players in your industry that you think are you know, best in class. These are aspirational competitors in your industry, maybe in a different part of the world, different part of the country, different marketplace, but in your industry. And then what we'll do is we... We leverage SEMrush and we do we do a whole background research and we figure out and we we do a competitive analysis where we find out, okay, what is driving people to your website, but also to your direct competitors' websites? And what are the search terms that are driving people to your aspirational competitors' websites? And we use that as learning. We take that learning and then we uh, leveraging, I mean, this is all these are all tools online leveraging a Google keyword planner, we will fine tune what we've learned and do a number of tests and come up with 
an outline of what your keyword strategy should be based on what business you're in and the services and, and offerings that you provide, along with what people are looking for in your marketplace, what's driving people to your competitors and using all of that information. And we can quite often find some great insights. And quite often there's some, there's some really, really good nuggets in there to say that, you know, if you write about this, your competitors are getting a lot of traffic, but in our research, we can show that, you know, they're getting a lot of traffic on this topic. And they're getting a lot of business from it. But if you reworded it and called it this instead, you'll you'll actually make them irrelevant. And you could find those, right? If you know what you're doing. And um, you know, as a great example is um, we had a client in the insurance industry and one of their specialties where they had a lot of business in their local area is doing insurance for land developers, apartment building owners, right? And they called it, it's multi-residential real estate insurance. They said multi-residential real estate insurance is a big business for us. And we want to get more of it. And there's one other competitor that takes quite a bit of that business. So we did the research and we were looking at it. And you know what? What we found is that, and, and they were starting to write articles. And they said, oh, we're going we're gonna to create these articles and leveraging, we have ghostwriters and leveraging ghostwriters to create these articles about multi-residential real estate insurance. But you know what? Nobody in their entire state searches for multi-residential real estate insurance. So something as simple as, you know what? Nobody searches for that. But you know how many people search for landlord insurance? That number is through the roof. So something as subtle as that and changing the keyword phrase from multi-residential real estate insurance, which nobody uses, to landlord insurance, you know, it's not the jargon they use internally, but that was searched 700 sometimes a month. So all of a sudden, you know, they use that in the titles of their, of, of their, um, you know, their, their blog posts. They use it in the, in the meta tags. They use it in the description of the, the images. They use it in the, you know, and there's a scientific way of doing it, right? Get it using those, that phrase within the body and we test every article for keyword effectiveness before it's ever published, then with just a few articles on that, they actually started ranking much higher than their competitors because their competitors missed it too. Mm. So that's a great example of, you know, you may know, you may think you know what you want to write about, but Google is this wonderful thing where, what's the, I don't know what the market share they have now, but it's over 90%. Google knows what over 90% of the people in your marketplace are searching for. And they make those tools readily available. And if you know what you're doing, you can figure that out. And then all of a sudden, you know, the same company, I remember they do a lot of contractor insurance, but nobody searches contractor insurance, but they insure, they, they do search carpenter insurance. Another example, right? Like let's write, three, four, five articles about carpenter insurance and different angles and so on. And all of a sudden they start ranking for this simple term that they never use internally, but their, their, their customers are using. And then all of a sudden the traffic starts coming in. And then of course, you know, once they get on the website, you need to make sure they take your call to action because otherwise it's all a waste of time. A lot of business boils down to just giving people what they want. And the data that we have now 
takes a lot of the guesswork out of your equation. We could see this, Andy, that was a really great example. It's just that idea of you have a name for your service, but if you use a keyword to target something very similar, if not identical, but you're just using a different keyword based on how people, for some businesses, local matters a lot because you're you are a local business and other people, maybe they're online, they have a wider net, but being able to refine the search by location is very useful for a lot of businesses. And just that idea of looking at the data instead of guessing is what results in more profitable ROIs without necessarily being a throw of money at the problem type of scenario. Exactly. And and you know they're they're just yeah so many different examples and when you do that and it changes over time right in different regions you know some places you know I don't know we'll call it uh, landlord insurance other places we'll call it apartment insurance but you got to figure out what it is in your region and you do that through the Google Keyword Planner once you kind of uh, dig into this but and then you need to update it on a regular basis because it does change and that's where. If we, you know, if we update a, a new uh, competitive analysis and a keyword strategy every six months, we're essentially coming to clients then with, you know what, here's 12 articles that we should write about for you, right? Like we, we should create for you, leveraging your experts, we'll write it, we'll make a keyword optimized, but these are 12 different topics that we could write, even if it's two blog posts per topic from a different angle or a different part of that subject, there's 24 blog posts that can be created over six months. And, you know, instead of the entrepreneur or the sales manager or the marketing manager coming up with the topics, let the data drive what you're going to talk about. Let the data drive and then watch the metrics and you'll be happy. You might want to, the same insurance company. I remember, you know, cyber insurance was a big thing in the industry not in the marketplace. They want to write all this content about cyber insurance. And we cut it and sliced it every different way. And we said, you know, nobody's searching for cyber insurance. You might care about it, but your customers right now don't. Maybe they will at some point, but right now they don't. So I'd rather you put out a, con a, a, a an article on landlord insurance than on cybersecurity that's going to fall on deaf ears. So let the data drive your strategy and then watch the metrics go up. Breakthrough success listeners, make sure you focus on the data and insights. It saves you a lot of time and gets you better results. And he's been able to do it for his clients. All the people who work with him through Tulip Media Group will include a link to, in the show notes for anyone who wants to learn more. Andy, where else can we follow your work and journey? Sure. Well, one thing that uh, to start with, um, so myself and my co-author, Jessica Embry, we wrote the, this book. So we put all these strategies into a book last year called Double Sales, Zero Sales People. And it talks about our journey where we actually, we had a sales team of seven people that we let go in one day and focused solely on really leveraging digital marketing to bring in these leads. But it outlines the whole process. And People can learn more about us and the book. They can get a free chapter of the book or buy the book or what one thing that we do offer and would love your listeners to take us up on it is to, there, there's a place right there where you can book a half hour call with Jessica or myself. Uh, there's a Calendly link right in the 
right on the landing page. And it's at tm.media forward slash double sales. So tm.media forward slash double sales. Go right on there. Get a free copy or a free um, uh, chapter of the book. Buy the book if you want to. Or book a free consultation with one of us. And, you know, we we offer that up and we love seeing those meeting requests come popping in our calendar every week. So please do so. Breakthrough success listeners, we will have all those links in the show notes. Make sure you schedule a free call with Andy if you are interested. Andy, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. I really, yeah, I'm grateful for the invitation. Thank you, Mark.